brand new episode of vagina slims for those who are completely new around here my name is lauren rose i run this thing every two weeks um and yeah we just talk about shit that we like <laughs> guys i don't have a better intro than that um but yeah halloween is here if you're listening to this today um it's my favorite holiday and we've been doing all these episodes um before this one dedicated to halloween so i'm gonna be talking about more halloween themed movies content music you know the whole thing um and yeah with the way things are going you know it's gonna be halloween every day um and with that being said i do want to mention that i will be taking a break from v slims I'm not sure how long. Um, I just feel like creatively I need a little more time to charge. And, you know, with like the election coming up, we'll see if that will help or hurt anything. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited. I watch so many movies and TV shows uh, in these past two weeks. And I attended a film festival um, online that is so I just have so much to talk about we're not gonna take questions today um but yeah let's just get into it um all right first song David Bowie who we love who we've played during the Halloween themed episodes um this song is called I'm deranged and it's on the lost highway soundtrack by you know David Lynch and the soundtracks are always so amazing, but I remember when I worked at a thrift store, I actually found this CD, and I hadn't seen the movie, um, but I played in my car, and like I had a bunch of like lemon candy that melted all over my CDs, and I just never took care of them, so a few s- songs would skip um, on each CD, but this one always played through, and I just remember like you know throwing it in the the grand marquee, you know, driving around with the leaves falling uh, and listening to this song in particular, and you'll get it once you hear it. So, all right, David Bowie, let's go. If I were to leave Things 
David Bowie with I'm Deranged. Amazing song. Um, that's the full cut as far as I'm aware. But on the soundtrack, I'm pretty sure they uh, they cut it uh, shorter. But yeah, you can't, can't go wrong with that. I just, 
I'm having a little bit of FOMO with like everyone who has like fall weather right now and the leaves and the decay and even snow a little bit. But then I snap out of it because I've lived in like a tundra for most of my life and it really, really sucks. Like how cold, how cold it gets and the ice, you know, speaking of that grand marquee, I literally almost fell, uh, like got in a car car crash in the Mississippi river. Cause I was like leaving work. I think I was working a film festival actually. And I was, um, turning left and I didn't have four wheel drive. Um, and grand marquees are like total boats or like old cop cars. And yeah, I just hit it a little too far on the left and I did a full ass like 360 donut, you know, on a bridge that was over the river and there were no cars around because everyone else like uh, had common sense and wasn't driving because it was so icy. It's just like pure, you know, and I miss in the winter at least like you never see the concrete or like you can't go outside and not feel like you're you might fall um so i don't know but it is really interesting seeing how like california does halloween and it's also interesting to see people with like decorations outside and it's great and i love it and then also i'm like oh does this mean people will come to their house for trick-or-treating like i don't know my brain goes that way with the virus and everything um but yeah that was a tangent didn't didn't expect to go there um also i'm on coffee so yeah um life is good i've kind of been doing a bit of a like social media break and it's not even like a woo-woo like mental health thing it's just like i've kind of been disinterested a little bit um I've recently gotten into a situation where I can like finally breathe and like be okay. And like, I'm taken care of kind of, and, um, it doesn't, it's not all great, you know, like there are struggles there, but it just makes me think back to like this whole, like at least the past six months and how crazy it's been because, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was in San Francisco, you know, pretty much on my own. I had a few friends out there, um, but it was for a new job and I hadn't lived in San Francisco before. I only visited once. Uh, and then, you know, I was planning to move down to LA after and then everything, you know, went up in flames. And it's just weird to think how I've kind of managed to like survive. And then we also <laughs> did V Slims a lot and it was really grounding. And at the same time, I was on social media a lot because I felt like that was my way of like grounding myself and like perse- persevering. And now that I kind of have, you know, some stableness in my life, it's uh, not important to me anymore. It's like, I don't know, maybe that's not true, but I've definitely just been slowing down and. Um, just trying to read more and stopping so frantic about looking around and being absorbed in things online, but whatever, we're here, <laughs> we're here now. So, um, okay, let's talk about movies that I've watched. Um, first of all, 
I attended AFI, which is a film festival in LA. I actually came here last fall um, and attended it, and it was awesome. Um, <laughs> I saw Martin Scorsese, who's like really short, and <laughs> what else? That was interesting. I saw the Crown premiere. Um, and so, I don't know, it, it was really cool to be, or to get a pass for that again. And I saw a few good films I wanted to mention. Um, the first is a documentary called Whirly Bird, and it's by Matt Yaka. I may have said that wrong. Um, basically, it's a documentary about a couple in LA who really pioneered this like helicopter news reporting uh movement industry if you will and they captured um you know notable videos uh like rodney king riots and oj you know they were the ones who trailed oj and you know when you think about it like it's conflicting you know news coverage in America and sensationalism and whatnot. However, it's really interesting to see the couple behind it and their stories. Um, you know, one person in the marriage is uh, very controlling and the other one, you know, is on the ground with them. And it becomes this weird dynamic between like a marriage and a work, you know, job, if that makes sense. <laughs> Um, that's just like filled with adrenaline and death and like stabbings and um, yeah. And then one of the characters, characters, persons involved actually transitions um, after the career ends and you kind of just, uh, I don't know, it says a lot about human nature and how people change and people's regrets. And I loved it. I loved it. It was at Sundance and I get to see it. Um, but I'm sure it's going to come to like Amazon or Hulu or Netflix. So keep an eye out for that. Um, what else? All right. I'm going to butcher this one, but there's a film called the Arbordage. Arbordage. <laughs> uh, it's French. So there you go. I know some French listeners are here, so don't hate me. Uh, <laughs> But this is a really heartwarming story about uh, this guy, this young man who has like a one night stand with this girl. And he's just, it's a, it's a comedy. Like, who am I? I never watch comedies anymore. Um, but he really falls for her and he's obsessed. And the next day, she's actually going to the south of France with her family. And he decides to surprise her by like coming to where she's staying and he's camping with his friend and then a random rideshare guy that, you know, gives him a ride there. It's funny. Um, and so it's kind of this heartbreaking, you know, expectation versus reality story, but also, you know, about newfounded friendships. And I also just love seeing that. Uh, side of the country that they're in and how they view almost like American culture in some scenes. So uh, yeah, I really love that. And then one of the last films that were really notable for me was Jumbo, which was at Sundance. It's by 
I think it's Zoe, it might be Zoe Woodock. Um, and this is about a young woman who is obsessed with um, carnival rides. And there's this one ride called Jumbo that she starts to have feelings for. And it's kind of this um, really interesting, it's, it's like a love story, right? Um, but just about, you know, who we choose to love and what makes us feel good. And it's weird. It's like a sci-fi thing. But um, the the woman from Portrait of a Lady on Fire is in it. I'm totally spacing on her name. But it's weird. I think people will like it, though. So I don't know where that's coming out or when. Um, but keep an eye out for that. So, yeah, um, I also were basically, I've had this gap of David Lynch films that I haven't seen that are iconic. Uh, and it's, it always kills me. I have this weird, like, stubbornness where I have to be in the right mood to watch certain things. Um, so I finally watched Lost Highway. Uh, which is what, you know, the previous song was in, um, which is a really interesting, like, high-end L.A., uh, obviously Lynchian, you know, suspense, murder, film. It, it's it's great. Um, but I also saw Wild at Heart, which I don't think I ever saw. And, of course, we love Laura Dern, and she's in it. And it's very much like a Bonnie and Clyde type of story. Um, very similar to true romance. I know there are some uh, connections there. Um, but I, yeah, I really loved it. Just like the spirit of being wild at heart and being young. And um, there's also this one scene, which is like peak David Lynch to me, where the two characters are driving uh, on this highway and it's the middle of the night and no one's around and they come across this car accident and it's, I think the car is like toppled over and um, basically it's a really cool cameo. Sherilyn Finn from Twin Peaks uh, comes out of the bushes because they they don't think anyone's there. No one's survived the crash. And she's like looking for, I think, her earring or something. She's covered in blood. And it's it's similar to Blue Velvet, you know, when the naked woman comes into the house and it's like this eerie trauma, uh, silent trauma thing that happens. I don't know if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about, but that was just one of the best scenes that I've seen in a really long time. Um, it was brief, but that's just what I like. There's some really creepy, impactful things that he does and then he just moves on. It's very sporadic. So, um, yeah, I need a break. I don't know about you guys, but, um, this song, I'm fairly certain was in Lost Highway again. Um, but this is Something Wicked This Way Comes by Barry Adamson. Enjoy.
Welcome back. That was Something Wicked This Way Comes by Barry Adamson. Peak 90s, just booming bass, nostalgia, so good. And it's great in the film, too. Um, Yeah, I love it. I was going to do something more like the cramps or whatever for this episode, but, you know, everything just fell into place. And I have so many Halloween episodes, not just from this year, I think from last year, too. Uh, I have them. So if you're still in the spirit after you listen to this, check them out. Uh, If the Vagina Slims text is like bloody, I think it's Halloween themed. So, yeah. Um... Okay, I have a few more films I want to talk about. I mean, like, my mind is so jumbled just because I've watched way more than I have in a while these past few weeks. But um, I feel like this can be Halloween-themed. This film, I actually never seen anything about. Like, I don't think I heard people talking about it. Like, it's just one of those random things that you think you know, you would have heard about, but it's, um, from 1981 and it's the incredible shrinking woman, um, starring Lily Tomlin. And it's an awesome, awesome movie. It's kind of like a comedy about, uh, this woman who ends up, you know, taking, uh, God, what happened? some sort of like household product it's kind of a spoof on like 50s 60s um consumerism and she takes this product and it ends up uh shrinking her uh and so each day she gets she gets smaller and smaller and she has kids and a family and the production design is just awesome because everything obviously gets uh inflated and larger as she becomes smaller It's just a really good time, and it actually reminds me a lot of the beginning of uh, Edward Scissorhands, um, you know, that the pastel colored houses and uniformity and whatever. Um, so I totally would recommend that. I can't believe I'd never seen it before or heard of it, I don't think. Um, and then I know you guys recommended watching Suspiria both of them and that's again one of those films that like I've been meaning to see but I'm stubborn and weird and I watched the original Dario Argento which is awesome um production design it's amazing and then of course I watched the 2018 version which is I think like all right I'm gonna talk about remakes here because I think this is how you do it right you know uh Luca Guardino did the 2018 version and it just fleshed out the backstory a bit and I just love um historical context and how the outside of the building isn't um as striking as some of the insides you know I don't know it's just it's one of those films that I've slept on and I actually it is one of the most horrifying films that I've seen recently because you guys know I don't love gore or anything but I didn't really expect it from this. And then there were a few scenes where it was just like painful, almost like Gaspar in a way and like climax, you know, like that kind of vibe of just like, I don't know, flinching kind of horror. So I love that. And thank you guys for reminding me. Um, 
yeah, really insane. And then I watched the new version of The Witches. And before that, I watched the old version, the original um, from, God, 1990 with Angelica Houston. And I was excited about the new version because obviously I love the former and, you know, Stanley Tucci's in it and the production design looked cool and, I don't know, fun for the kids, right? But I have to say the original is just, you know, 10 times better. And I don't know, like, that's what everyone says about old versus new, right? But I mean, the power of the original witches was the um, special effects um, or like the visual effects, rather, like the makeup and the hair and the, um, you know, even the mechanical looking rats and everything. And it was, it seemed bit like a bit darker, you know, Road Doll is so dark. Um, and I felt like the original version really captured that energy. And Angelica Houston is a bad bitch already. So like, even when she doesn't say anything in the original film, you still kind of feel on edge because she's so domineering. Um, but yeah, the new one, you know, it's, um, it wasn't all terrible. There were parts that I did like. I love the backstory of the main kid and his grandmother, um, Octavia Spencer, who's amazing. I think that was like a really important distinction and a good choice to go in. Um, however, yeah, just like the, the visual effects, the CGI, like it's not it, it's not, it wasn't scary enough for me. It was a little watered down. Um, and not to say that a bunch of hard work, you know, didn't go into the film. It was really well made and it's still a strong, in my opinion, I guess for what it's worth, it's a strong, uh, kind of HBO max debut in terms of the new content that they're coming out with. Um, but yeah, something is just so special about the original film. And I remember reading the book and even the illustrations were so creepy and I don't know, I, I just love it. I think it's untouchable. So, um, yeah, I don't know if there's much for me to talk about other than that. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, I'm going to probably take a couple weeks off um, unless something really sparks me to come back on here. But we'll kind of play it by ear. Um, but if you want to keep up to date with me, although I am kind of taking, I guess, a break, we'll see. Uh, from social media, I have Instagram, the VSlims Instagram as well. And yeah. I don't know, guys, we'll figure it out. But thanks for, you know, coming along with me, especially in these Halloween themed episodes. It was a really good year. Um, and I'm just excited, you know, to have this. I kind of feel, um, I don't know, I feel good about sticking with the show for so long. And it's really forced me to, you know, watch good things and be selective about like the kind of music I'm listening to. And it's been good. So I'm going to leave you kind of with a lullaby. This is from 
um, it's a theme. It's called Quentin's theme from uh, Dark Shadows, that 1960s, I think it's a British TV show. But this kind of sums up like that feeling that you get after when you're a kid, like going trick-or-treating and the night's over and um, there's still a little, little bit of creepiness, but you know, the day is done and Halloween's gone. So Shadows of the Night, Quentin's theme from Dark Shadows. Thanks guys for listening and we'll talk soon. Bye. Shadows of the night Falling silently Echo of the past Calling you to me Haunting memory Veiled in misty glow Phantom melody Playing soft and low In this world that we know now Life is here Then gone But somewhere in the afterglow Love lives on and on Dreams of long ago Meet in rendezvous Shadows of the night Calling me to you. Calling me to you.